New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis, along with Andrea Donsky. And so many of us think about our bodies, right, Andrea, when we're thinking about good health. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it comes down to aesthetics, which is fine. But you know, we need to take care of our overall health. And that includes our brain health. Holy cow, that is so important. So we're thrilled to have Dr. Kristen Willemeyer on the program. She's a neuroscientist with knowledge on how the brain is affected by health, nutrition, and the impact of concussions. We are thrilled to have her. Hello. Hello, doctor. Welcome to the show. Oh, well, good morning. It's such a pleasure to be here, Lisa and Andrea. And I love you saying, holy cow, you're excited about the brain. I I don't hear that often. (laughs) I'm just a goof. Like the only one, right, so Andrea? Cute. She's no. <laughs> thank you. You oh, laughed about the nice. brain. It's so important, the brain, right? I mean, you know, when oh, your, your research is incredible too. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when it comes to brain health, I mean, obviously, it's super. You've you've done a lot of research, Kristen. And can you tell us a little bit about what got you passionate about even starting to study the brain? You know, that's a really good question because I will tell you, you know, growing up, I had never planned to be a neuroscientist. I like to think, I, I say I kind of fell into this career backwards. I, um, I initially started out showing horses and hoped I would be a professional oh, nice. equestrian. But um, my life path did change. And in college, um, I really started uh, getting excited about thinking about the brain and um, I happened to be dating somebody who uh, had gone to Harvard Medical School, and you know, I thought I was going to be a traditional MD, and he saw an aptitude in me that was um, a little bit more toward the hard sciences. And he really sort of got me excited about wanting to understand more about the brain, which is why I started out my training getting a master's in physiological science and just started studying the whole body. And when you start delving into those studies, it really got me fascinated about the brain. And I thought, you know what? I want to do a PhD and study a disease that we think is incurable. So, of course, naturally, we think about Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's. And that's where I decided to take that master's degree and go on and complete a PhD and really focused my studies in the Parkinson's field. And I'll share with you both. Sometimes I think this is the great cosmic irony of life. Um, About a decade or so later, my dad started developing symptoms of Parkinson's disease. So he had Mm. a tremor. We never knew if it was actual Parkinson's or more of an essential tremor. But, you know, I've spent the last 15 years really taking the information that I've learned um, from the scientific field and really helping my dad. So... I don't know if you've experienced that in your own life, but I just think it's really fascinating how life works that way. Oh, definitely. You know, I definitely do. You know, I noticed, I, I mentioned, excuse me, I noticed, I mentioned the intro, uh, nutrition and looking at nutrition and the brain. If you can talk to us about that. Oh, you know, from all the research that, <clears throat> that we've done, so I was the director of research for a clinical neuroimaging program at the Amen Clinic. So the Amen Clinic is an outpatient psychiatric program. And um, what I love about their work is they really focus on using natural ways to heal the brain Mm -hmm. and body prior to using medications, because as many of us know, medications have a lot of side effects. And 
some of the research that we got involved in was really looking at the impact of nutrients and how they can impact brain function in a positive way. Being a neuroscientist, I really like to look at tangible data. And, you know, many of us know we can go to the Whole Foods and we see all of these uh, supplements that are sitting in the aisles. You see your omega-3s, you see your ginkgo biloba's, and you wonder, you know, how do these work in the brain? So I've actually had the opportunity to do research studies Incredible. looking at those exact nutrients and how they impact brain wow. function. So if, if you want to actually ask me specific questions about nutrients, or I can tell you sort of some of the key nutrients that we have found have been helpful to improve brain function. Yeah, that's exactly, that, that was going to be my next question is <laughs> in, from your research, what are some of those supplements? So yeah, please share, because I think this is such important information and, you know, I'm just getting my pad and paper and I want to take notes. So hopefully those who are listening Good. will do the same. Yes, yes. So, so I'll give you the premise behind, you know, how we even got into studying nutrients and their impact on brain function. Um, when I began at the Amen Clinics back in 2009, we started what would become one of the world's largest brain imaging studies in living professional football players. And little did I know back in 2009 that would turn out to be a huge topic of interest in the sports world, <laughs> sure. primarily because these athletes are taking all of these um, impacts to the head, which are really impacting their long-term brain function. After performing this uh, functional neuroimaging study in professional athletes where we saw playing professional football severely impacts blood flow to the brain, one of the first things we thought was, in good conscience, we need to do something to help these athletes. So what we decided to do was embark on a dietary and lifestyle program to help them. And so part of that was I actually ran an NFL weight loss group because obesity impacts brain function. It can actually cause um, impairments in perfusion to the frontal lobe. So the frontal lobes allow us to make good decisions in life. We call that our executive centers, as well as potential impairments in our temporal lobes, which are important in um, mood and memory. But aside from the obesity piece, um, we really wanted to put our players on a set of what we call brain-directed nutrients to help improve blood flow to the brain as well as help improve acetylcholine levels because we want to improve their memory. So what we did was put them on a brain-directed multivitamin as well as high-dose omega-3 fatty acids. So they got up to five grams of high-quality omega-3s, which is a lot more than people would typically take, but we oh, they yeah. suffered from a lot of trauma to the brain. And then mm. we put them on a suite of what we would call brain-boosting nutrients. So they got N-acetylcysteine, which is a brain super antioxidant. We put them on huperzine A, so huperzine A helps boost acetylcholine, the neurotransmitter for memory. We put them on acetyl-L-carnitine. So again, acetyl-L-carnitine helps with cellular energetics and can help boost acetylcholine. Um, we also put them on, I think, did we have ginkgo biloba? So ginkgo biloba also helps improve blood flow to the brain. So you see these nutrients in combination when taken over time. So we had them on these nutrients for a period of at least six months. And what we did was we did brain imaging at baseline, 
And we did a brain imaging again at six months and found improvements in perfusion on the brain in these particular mm. nutrients combination, as well as improvements in cognitive function. And wow. they had improved sleep and just improved motivation. So we really showed in a very short period of time. I mean, I don't think six months on a set of brain-directed nutrients isn't a really extensive period of time. You know, I like to think a year, two years. But we showed in a very short period of time that we can make these very tangible, measurable changes in brain function. Do you think that, you know, for all the parents out there, so obviously, you know, when it comes to the NFL or it comes to boxing, certain sports that are known to, you know, get, have trauma to the head, but for like, but for us moms out there or parents or dads out there or aunts, uncles, grandparents who are listening, who have kids who are playing sports, for example, my son plays a lot of soccer. Is there something that you Uh could recommend that we could give to our kids to help them? You know, I mean, soccer, you know, you're hitting the ball to the head or kids who are playing football or, you know, maybe not professionally, but, you know, in our everyday lives, is there something that you could recommend to give to our kids to help you know, obviously from a prevention standpoint, nothing's guaranteed, but at least something that we could say, okay, I'm feeling better knowing my kids out there playing these sports. I'm going to help protect their brain. Absolutely. Well, I actually think everybody should be on, again, a high quality brain directed multivitamin as well as omega-3 fatty acids, because especially Mm -hmm. when you've got kids who are playing sports and um, sports like football, hockey, wrestling where they're getting these subconcussive impacts to mm-hmm. what I'd say is a developing brain. I mean, our brains mm-hmm. are in con- a period of continued development up until the age of 25. So we want to do all that we can to support their brain function. So again, uh, the brain-directed multivitamin plus omega-3 fatty acids, I would say at least a gram of omega-3 mm-hmm. fatty acids a day. So you've got the EPA and the DHA. That would be the baseline. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're more concerned because you do have a child who plays this kind of a sport, there are a couple different ways you can go. So, again, at the Amen Clinic, we had created a brain-directed nutrients very specific for this. So there's one called Brain and Memory Power Boost, which has all of the nutrients that I was just speaking about. Um, Or there's a product called Cognevity Advanced brain nutrition, which I really like. So Cognevity mm-hmm. has in it turmeric, and many of us mm-hmm. have heard of turmeric. Um, so, I love turmeric. Uh, cur- it's actually curcumin, so curcumin from the turmeric plant. The curcumin is a potent anti-inflammatory, so mm-hmm. it's actually great for the body. And the curcumin that's in Cognevity can actually cross the blood-brain barrier, So it's very different from many of the curcumins that are currently on the market. So if it can cross the blood-brain barrier, it can also help to reduce inflammation in the brain. Mm -hmm. It contains the omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA. And we think of DHA as one of the primary building blocks in the brain. Um, Mm -hmm. It's got vitamin D. So many of us are deficient in vitamin D. And it's got antioxidants. So we've got green tea, polyphenol. So green tea helps to prevent um, free radical formation in the brain. And we think of free radicals as ways that destroy cellular membranes. So, you know, if you think about something like a brain support nutrient, so a cognitivity or a brain and memory power boost combined with a very good, high-quality brain-directed multivitamin, I think you're going to be in really good shape. Hmm. 
That's great to know. Oh, I think that's really incredible. You know, it's funny. Speaking of, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Andrea, is it your kids who play sports? Yeah, my son is, uh, he plays competitive soccer. Does he do a lot of headers? I tell him not to <laughs> because of all the research that we've done. I'm like, don't touch the ball with your head. And I mean, he doesn't do well. I wouldn't say he does a lot of them, but I mean, it does happen right. where they it do have to happen. hit the ball with their head. Yeah. And how old so, is he again? He's 14. Okay. Yeah. So that's a young developing brain. So the more that he could, you know, hit with the chest instead of the head, I, I would highly advise that. Oh, yeah. We, ha- we have conversations at home and then I just get, you know, the, well, it's part of soccer. I'm like, just do me a favor. Stay away from the like, head, nowhere near ball. Just please <laughs> keep it away. So anyways, no, we have the discussion because I've had the opportunity to learn from people like yourself. I've interviewed Daniel Amen, uh, da- Dr. Amen in the past. So it's just a matter of um, understanding. But yes, it's, it's something that definitely concerns me as a parent. So, Well, and, and I think from... From our perspective, when you start doing the research and you really, you know, we work with kids all the way through, you know, elderly people and you start to see the trajectory, you know, well, children may not always have the symptoms because, you know, they're very resilient. What's happening is over time, those repetitive subconcussive impacts Mm -hmm. are what are causing the mood and memory issues that start to manifest in the mid-20s or sometimes in the 30s. So. I'm really adamant about parents taking proactive steps. So 14 yeah. years old, it's, it's perfect. You know, as a parent, you want to make sure you're really aware of how your child is doing, how they're performing in school, um, you know, how they're socializing. Just, you know, keep a watchful eye on them. And even when they're playing the sport, you know, I, I really feel like we need to be more proactive now than reactive. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that's a good point. I think so, too. Yeah. Now, at what age can people start taking Cognevity? So Cognevity is, is very safe. So the, the way it was designed, this is really interesting, is um, they looked at the top 100 ingredients that are being used in the brain health space, and the six ingredients that are in it are extremely safe, and they all have positive benefits for brain health. So you could take, start taking Cognevity your son could start taking Cognevity, you know, in their teens. Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, I'd like that. I I think it's so important. I mean, it's it's, having worked over at the Amen Clinics and having, you know, I was their director of nutrition and nutraceuticals as well. So I have a very thorough background in nutraceuticals and uh, combining nutraceuticals with medications. And, you know, there were times when we had to put children on, um, nutraceuticals at very young ages. So I don't think parents need to be afraid of them. I think when their brain support nutrients, it's actually a very smart thing to do at a young age. And now you see parents giving children probiotics. You see them, you know, again, giving the brain-directed nutrients and really being mindful of their diet. So I think one really important thing that parents can do is make sure their kids eat plenty of fruits and vegetables you get all of the great phytonutrients from these um, you know, extraordinary uh, whole foods, plant-based whole foods that can really reap rewards in helping to protect the brain. So in addition to, you know, thinking about what supplements we can give our kids, we can also think about what's the proper diet for our children, you know, reducing soda consumption, reducing caffeine consumption, and just increasing the water 
increasing the good, healthy fats and increasing the amount of clean, whole, plant-based foods that they eat, I think is as impactful as adding a nutrient. I want to um, talk a little bit about concussions because I think, you know, when we think about, you know, professional athletes, we talk a lot about concussions or we hear a lot about it. But what about in the everyday, you know, for kids or even seniors? My mother had a fall about a year and a half ago and she's still mm-hmm. dealing with the repercussions of a concussion. And then she ended up getting vertigo. So I'd like to know a little bit, that some information uh, that I could pass on to her and then those who are listening if they have children who had concussions or even mild concussions or parents who are experiencing or themselves. What are some sure. things that you could share with us that, you know, can help people First of all, I think understand how what what to expect with a concussion, the recovery time, but also ways that we can help them recover. Yeah, you bring up so many good questions. So the first thing, if you again, if you have a child that's playing a collision based sport, you know, if we could just go to the sport piece for one minute, um, and you're a parent that's concerned, I'm always uh, in favor of getting an evaluation to take a look at their brain function, and there's many ways you can do that. So you can go and get what's called a QEEG, quantitative EEG, where we can look at um, the electrical activity of the brain. So that's a very easy, non-invasive way to take a look at the brain. Um, It takes 30 minutes. Um, It's relatively inexpensive. And for any parent who's concerned, you know, is, has my child's brain been impacted in a negative way by him playing this sport, him or her playing this sport? then go ahead and invest in getting a QEEG. If you have a concern and you're seeing your child or somebody who's had a concussion have consistent symptoms over time. So these symptoms could be um, dizziness, nausea, headache, um, sensitivity to light or sound. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting when you've had significant number of concussions, you can be very sensitive to your external environment. Um, if people are having cognitive issues, or if they're starting to have um, behavioral issues, so anger and rage. Um, Again, we see this with uh, athletes who are participating in football, an increase in the incidence of depression, um, anger and rage issues. So all of those things, if your child or somebody who's had a concussion is starting to exhibit these kind of symptoms, go and get them evaluated. So there's the QEEG. Um, But then you can do, again, functional imaging, which is what we did at the Amen Clinic, where we can look at the blood flow and activity pattern. And concussions, um, definitely we can see changes in perfusion or blood flow to the brain in people who have sustained a concussion. And then after we've done the evaluation, both the sort of visual evaluation, so the functional and potentially the electrical imaging, We can also do cognitive and neuropsych assessments just to determine, you know, is the concussion also impacting somebody's um, mental health? So anxiety, depression, ADD symptoms, and is it impacting their their cognitive function in a very tangible way? So once you've gotten the evaluation, you can then do the brain rehabilitation program, which I think is going to be unique depending on what the symptoms are. So when we think about brain rehabilitation, we can do anything from giving nutrients, as we just discussed. We can change the diet, um, but then we can go and add on particular medications that might be needed. You could do neurofeedback, 
So if the electrical activity is not normal, neurofeedback is a way to help balance the electrical activity of the brain. And I find that a lot of parents who have kids who want to do something to try and improve brain function but don't want to use medications can go and do the neurofeedback. And then we've got more advanced options like hyperbaric oxygen therapy, um, which is where somebody can actually sit in a chamber that delivers high-pressure oxygen. And what that does is it can help improve um, blood flow to the brain by... what it does is stimulate angiogenesis or the growth of blood vessels in the brain. Mm-hmm. So you see there's a whole bunch of things that people can do. And with respect to your mom, so she's 81, did you say? Oh, she's 70. Oh, she's um, my apologies. Okay, so your mom's 70. Um, the, thing, the thing about getting older is, you know, we have this acceleration of brain aging. So between the ages of 61 and 90, you have this really rapid increase in... Um, sort of accelerated aging or the loss of more neurons over time. And so what you want to do is if somebody's had a concussion, that's why the symptoms seem to last longer because the brain isn't resilient. You know, it isn't going to bounce back the way it did when we were, you know, in our teens or our 20s. You know, you get a head injury and you're right back in the game. So, um, again, somebody like your mom I always advise getting an evaluation with the neurologist just to see where you're at. Yep, and she then did that already. Targeted yep. program. You did? Okay. And how? Yeah, she did. did yeah. She's fine. The neurologist said she's fine. She, which, so the lasting symptoms are um, lightheadedness. That's the kind of the last part that's um, that's still there. It's and then still... she ended up having vertigo. Yeah. So it's, she just, yeah, it's lightheadedness. That's the last part of it. But it's going on, it's a year and a half or it's going on two years. So it's, um, but I, I like what you're saying though in terms of two years. No, no, sorry. She had the concussion about a year and a half ago, and then she got vertigo about okay. six months after that. So she's, um, it's kind of dealing with all of, you know, right now what's left is the lightheadedness. So she's not sure if it's from the concussion, is it from the vertigo still left over? And it's tough. Sure. And I feel, you know, you feel bad because it, it ends up for her so far, it's like, it's a chronic condition. But I like what you're saying, though, you know, or hearing you're saying, you know, accelerated aging when you, you know, when you're 60 plus. So what would, you know, what are some of the, so the nutrients would be the same, I guess. So like high doses of omega-3s, like in the five or six gram mark, would that be things that she should be taking? Obviously, Cogevity and all these other brain nutrient um, supplements, they should, she should be on here's, it for like. Here's what I, here's what I like. Okay. So I actually have protocols that I like to recommend to people. And I think about sort of foundational brain nutrition, and I'm sure you would really appreciate this. So Um, I pretty much recommend that everybody do green drinks, right? So fresh green juices daily, you know, 16 Mm -hmm. ounces. Think kale, celery, spinach, parsley, Mm -hmm. apple. So, you know, that that is a way to very quickly get a lot of nutrients into the body, nutrients that the body really needs for healing. So I think green juices, I think spirulina. Are you both familiar with the nutrient spirulina? Mm-hmm. which is a I love green yeah. algae. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so spirulina, I've also loved. I've loved that for the last 20 years. I think of that as, it's almost like a multivitamin, but it's a blue-green algae. It helps to keep the pH of the blood more alkaline, which is when we um, take in green vegetables, it does the same thing. So sometimes when I'm really thinking about how do we care for our brain health in a very simple way, the green drink, um, the spirulina is, the omega-3 fatty acids, so 
all of the things that are really going to help keep our cells young and healthy and to allow those nutrients to get into the cells. Those are some of the baseline things, you know, vitamin C, B vitamins. So B vitamins are critical for brain function. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we're dealing with people who are older, so say 65 and older, um, we begin to get depleted in these B vitamins, which are essential for neurotransmitter function. And Mm -hmm. when we look at the research on Alzheimer's disease, the one nutrient that I think across the board, most people would agree, besides omega-3 fatty acids, are really important for brain health are the B vitamins. Because Mm. Um, in Alzheimer's, what we do is we have an elevated homocysteine level. So homocysteine right. is an inflammatory marker in the body. Mm. And a very easy way to bring down the homocysteine is to take B vitamins. So oh. when I think about your mom, what I might do is say, I'm going to get 16 ounces of a green juice in her fresh green juice daily. I'm going to have her do some spirulina because not only is it a great... Uh, I really think of spirulina as sort of this miracle nutrient. Again, blue-green algae, it um, chelates heavy metals, so it can help to sort of gently pull heavy metals from the body, um, it, you know, and it's a nutrient that can go directly into the cells. Um, then you have your omega-3 fatty acids. You've got your cognitivity and any other support nutrients. Um, and again, that's why I like either a great multivitamin or making sure we get enough of the B vitamins and even C, vitamin C is really essential to great health. That's great advice. Well, thank you. And, you know, this information is fascinating. We'd love to have you back on the show. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today, but, you know, brain health is such an area of interest for me. So thank you for being on our show today. Where can people find out more about you and Cogevity should they want to look into um, purchasing it or learning more about you? Sure. Um, you can find me on my personal website at drwillemeyer.com, D-R-W-I-L-L-E-U-M-I-E-R.com. And you can learn more about Cogevity at uh, Cogevity, C-O-G-G-E-V-I-T-Y.com. So think cognition plus longevity. I love that. It's great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. And I just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Lily of the Desert, because without Lily of the Desert, we wouldn't have people like you, Dr. Willabire, on our show. So thank you, Lily of the Desert, for making amazing aloe vera products. You can learn more at lilyofthedesert.com. I'm Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal One. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well.